Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. You guys ever watch golf? I try not to, but no, actually, it's kind of relaxing. When we go to my in-law's house, which would be Holly's parents, her mom really likes golf, and I actually find it kind of relaxing. We go over there, they live out on the lake, and it's really peaceful, and then you're watching golf, and everybody's real quiet, and the, even the claps have kind of this like uh, peace and tranquility to them. But I notice one of the things that they do before they take a shot is they, they, sometimes they'll, they'll reach down and they'll pull some grass up, and they'll, they'll kind of like let it into the air because they want to see what direction the wind is blowing. And they want to see how hard the wind is blowing. And so this is going to determine how they hit the ball. At least that's what I've been told. I've never actually played a real game of golf. And I tried that in mini golf, but you like start picking at the felt and they get a little mad at you. It doesn't quite work the same. But nor does it matter because you're not hitting the ball in the air. You, we're moving? Okay. We've got to get <laughs> All right. When I normally come up here, I just take a deep breath. Because otherwise I start spouting off like a youth pastor who's advertising some big event. And I'm advertising in a way that sounds like it's going to be more fun than what it actually is. You know? <laughs> it's like, they've had an energy drink before they got out there or something. But you've got to get the kids excited so that they'll actually come. So I can get to feeling like that if I don't take that deep breath and relax. So, so that, 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 that golf move where they reach down and they pull up the grass and they, just, they see how the wind is going, that, that, that feels prophetic to me because you're you're putting like your sensors out there like what is God saying what is he doing right now you know and it's a that that blade of grass is very light and so it's very sensitive and it's easily blown if there's like any kind of wind you know and I feel like as prophetic people because I think we are um we need to be like that blade of grass and, and, and feel the way that the Spirit is moving. And it's, it's easy to be insensitive when we're listening to all the voices around us, when we're, you know, paying too much attention to social media. Not that we shouldn't at all. I mean, I feel like that there's a voice in that, like... You know, the church is angry right now, or the church is this or that. You, you can get a message off of that, too. But I think more importantly, like, I, especially maybe more now than, I don't want to say than ever, but I think right now, it, it, at least, well, I think we always should have this place where we're listening to the Lord for ourselves. Not in the car, not, not doing anything, but just getting in that place where we can focus on Him and Him alone. And I've been in that place, and I'm like, all right, what do you want to talk to me about 
today. Oh, you want to talk to me about joy today? What about joy? What is joy even? Maybe I, maybe I have my own definition of joy. What do you say joy is? What do you want to do with joy? What do you want to do with joy in my life? What do you want to do with joy in the church? What do you want to do with joy in the family? Just like run the whole gamut of uh, of any subject that he brings. And I don't try to think deep about what he wants to hear. It's usually like the first thing that pops in my mind. Um, but just a lot of the things that, that, that go through my mind lately is like, what are, you, what are you doing in this hour? What are you doing in the church? What have you done in the past? What, what's, what's going on right now? And I've, I've, had the, I've had the privilege of being through some really cool moves of God and where the Spirit poured out in such a way that, you know, there was, there was healing and there was laughter and there were, there were good times and that people were celebrating. And, but I also noticed, like, sometimes, sometimes we can kind of get stuck there, especially when it's sort of like the party mode, you know, and... We, we've, we, we've begun to define church as, well, how was church today? Oh, man, we were so drunk in the spirit, people were falling down. Somebody blew a shofar. It was awesome. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> like, I'm going back next week. <laughs> you know, and it's like we have those fun times, and that that is awesome. I love that the Lord does that. I love that he pours out on people. I'm glad that we have a great time. But it just seems like week after week, like, we're coming with that intention. I want to get drunk again, in the spirit, of course. You ever been drunk? In the spirit? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, what is this? What is this unto? Like, what is what is the Lord doing with this? You know, it's like, well, it's the book of Acts, brother. It's like, well, Pentecost only happened once. Just saying, <laughs> you know. I mean, when you're in high school, you knew that you knew those kids that they were like drunk every single weekend, and you know, kind of. Maybe they got a reputation of cool, but at the end of the day, kind of like you knew they weren't going nowhere in life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, please don't hear me saying, like, we shouldn't accept this or, like, this is bad or having a good time, you know, laughing, all that stuff isn't bad. But it's kind of like it gets to the point where people are just coming to church for the party. They're, they're just coming and, like, you know, they're flushing the toilet and running up the bill, basically. In the in at Pentecost in the book of Acts, yeah, they were. They, it appeared as though they were drunk, but it changed the way that they lived, didn't it? It changed the way that they they uh, they communed with one another, the way they dealt with one another, and then it changed the way they died, because now all of a sudden they were being attacked. And they were actually like fleeing from Jerusalem and from Israel to like other parts to where the disciples actually had to like branch out and go other places. So I I guess I ask again, like, what is it unto and, and what do we want? And I just I really I hear over and over the Lord's like encounter me, 
encounter me. I don't even know what I'm going to say next, honestly. <laughs> but I, feel, I just really feel like encounter is the word that I keep coming to in prayer. And I'm asking the Lord, like, tell me again, what does that mean? Define encounter for me. You know, I think I know what encounter is, but I want you to tell me so that I, I'm sure that I have your definition. And what does it look like? What does encounter look like? In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would rest on a few individuals. And so we had guys like the Lord would rest on Elijah. The Lord would rest on Isaiah, on Ezekiel. And so like in the midst of the population, there were like these, these heroes. And when the heroes would come into town, when Samuel would come into town, all right, they're in town. Oh, my gosh, we're going to get the word of the Lord. You know, they're, they're, they're like, kind of like superheroes in the day. And they're, they're here to save the day, in a sense. They're, they're the big guys. And I, I feel like we're, we're in the New Testament now, but in such a way like... We almost haven't graduated from that sense. And we have like these superheroes in, in Christianity. And I'm, I'm not saying like don't do the best in your anointing and like, you know, prophesy the best that you can and everything like that. But sometimes we, we look to people and we put them on this pedestal and it's like whatever they say is the word of the Lord. And, you know, you know, church would be really good or a conference would really be good if we can get so-and-so in town or we got, you know, we're, we're on their, their, their Facebook page where they're prophesying this, that, and, and the other and they've prophesied this brand new thing and we're all excited and we go and we tell everybody but we don't remember what the last prophecy that they had was and we haven't followed through on that to make sure that comes through. We're just really excited about the new one and when they get another one then we'll be excited about that one. But what happened to the last one? We forgot about it. I'm not trying to get emotional. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I think we need to get New Testament, you know. We all have the gift of prophecy. We have to be careful of putting people on pedestals and treating prophetic words like it's a, a Netflix drama where with a cliffhanger ending that gets us to go to the, get us to watch the next episode. What's the Lord saying to you? What is it that He wants you to own? And if He is speaking a word through a prophet, own that one too. You know? I challenged somebody the other day. There's a thing on Facebook you go and it's like one dark mountain with scary creatures on top of it because they've been thinking about something all day and so they ended up dreaming about it. <laughs> and it's just like one after the other and every single pose there was like oh yeah my god this man is a he's a prophet of god and blah, blah, blah. i was like all right well maybe cool and i'm not like i don't want to get in like they're the false prophet category or anything like that i just think that we're we're we can be flawed and we can get silly about things and i want to be really careful about using false teacher false prophet word i'm not trying to demonize anybody okay i'm just i'm just saying like <laughs> this is i'm just saying this is the new testament that's really good news like 
the Lord did something new here. All right? That's why it's called the New Testament. Because <laughs> it's new. He's, rest, he's, he's not resting on people anymore. He's living with inside of us. Amen? He lives with inside of, of my wife. And I forget your name every single time. What? Danielle? Yeah. And you're our, uh, not Derek, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> yeah. So, and you guys, I, what's that? Patrick. Patrick, Patrick, I saw you, I saw you in a room and you were walking towards a door and you reached out to grab the handle to open the door and the door disappeared and went to the ceiling. And I feel like the Lord was saying that there's a, there's, there's, there's an open door to you. There's an opportunity that you were looking at and you thought you were going to get it really easy and you were going to walk through and it disappeared. But the Lord is saying that my answer is still yes and amen. You're just going to have to, I want you to get on your knees and I want you to look up towards me and we're going to pray this, we're going to pray this one in. And it's not, it's not going to be as easy as maybe you thought it was, but you're going to appreciate it like you have never would have appreciated it before. And you're going to stick it out for the long term because of the fight that you had to get there. Yeah. It is totally right on. Last night, I was meditating mm-hmm. on Revelation 3, the last part, where it says, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. And I kept looking at that passage. I was totally focused on the word door. And then in, in, in 4, four one, John says, and I saw a door uh-huh. open in the Spirit, and he's just continuing. And yes, yeah, I, it, it is like it, it's disappeared. Yeah. But it's totally right on. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't given up, and... I, I just thank you. I just get on my knees. I know that that's where it is. Yeah. It's just got to be... Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, I focused totally on your door last night. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept saying, where is the door? Where <laughs> yeah. is the door? Right. There you go. There you go. Thank you for that confirmation. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mary, I just saw the... Uh, I saw you had your, your, your eyes focused on one side of the world, and then the Lord... I saw a globe, and I saw the Lord spin it. And so, I feel like He's redirecting your, your, your attention, redirecting your sights to another, to another place on the globe. I mean, obviously, confirm that through prayer and... Uh, you know, listen to what he's saying. I'm not trying to tell you to go here or there, but it's just an opportunity to dialogue and see what he might be saying through that. So we're in the New Testament. We we have the power to hear from the from the voice living with inside of us. I think I covered all three words. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I know the words. The first is encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in, encounter, and then I heard uh, Old Testament versus New Testament, and then I heard uh, Pentecost happened once. So, 
Well, we'll just wait. Thank you, Lord. Danielle, I saw uh, I saw you standing by a tree, and uh, the Lord spoke to you. I want you to climb this tree, and you're like, Lord, I've never been good at climbing trees. <laughs> so he let down like a, a sw- he let down a swing, like a, a tree swing, and uh, so you're like, okay, that looks fun. And so you're swinging on the swing, but as you're swinging, the Lord begins to pull you up into the tree. And I, I feel like the Lord is, he, He's calling you higher. And I feel like the message is like, it, it feels too hard to, to get to the place where it is that He wants you to go. But the Lord has, uh, He's engineered a way to, uh, to make it easy and to make it fun for you to get there. And it, it, won't, it won't involve you climbing, but it, it will involve you just sitting in that place and enjoying, enjoying the presence of the Lord and allow him, him to take you to that place little by little. I don't like climbing trees either. <laughs> I think I killed the last one I tried to climb. Putting up Christmas lights. <laughs> My daughter, though, she likes to climb trees. She could teach me a thing or two. We went to uh, Rocky Glen. You guys ever been there? Rocky Glen. It's a. It, it somebody bought it, and it's just like this this cliff and this this land, but it's got like a little waterfall. It's right off a of creek road. And you you hike up there, and I mean, there's places on a rock that you're just like on this little bitty ledge, and there's no guardrail, and I'm spooked because I don't really like heights. But Callie, she's she's ready to go. She's she's ready to do it. And I said, how how about now? I just I'm not ready to have a heart attack. <laughs> I don't, I'm not ready to to tell your mom. What I let you do. <laughs> so. Where'd Joe go? Is he down there? He usually takes off around eight. Okay. So I can fill him in. What's that? I'll fill him in if he has Okay. If, yeah, if we hit that point, we will. All right. Holly, I, I saw you playing the keyboard and uh, yeah I just saw that the, the keys began to turn to fire but it wasn't like a, a fire it had like a it's probably the Lord it's probably the Lord's fire something like that it's kind of like, like transparent but not like not like fire looks like but yeah it looked like the, the Holy Spirit being on your fingers and uh I just, yeah, I saw you just finding him in the place of, uh, in the place of playing, and it, you were, you, it's like you were in the zone, you're not even like having to focus too hard, it's just like you're in that place, and, and the Lord is, is just really on you, helping you, and uh, 
just just living through you, playing through you. And then there was Derek. <laughs> Derek, I see you. I see you dunking a basketball, and I hear the Lord saying, "It's like it's just that easy. It's just that easy." And um, I've, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that. There's something that you're. It, it feels like you're at the three point line, and it's just so hard to hit. Or it's like the half court, and you're going from far away. And I feel like the Lord is going to show you how to dunk it. Oh, please, God, give me more on that. I don't want to stop it right there. Yeah, I feel like he's talking about your marriage. No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It probably, probably she wants to reciprocate that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I feel like a, it's a, there's something that the, it's like there's a struggle and you're like, you're, you're working and working and working towards this struggle and it's just, it's just been so hard and but eventually like the bottom drops out like you um yeah and you just you're just going to dunk the lord's going to teach you how to dunk the ball and it's I don't like it when I get words like that that I can't make sense of in my own mind correct <laughs> and that's usually when the people go man you have no idea how much that meant to me like, really? Because really? it sounded terrible to me. Yeah. You guys ever heard of rucking? Yes. Yeah? It's kind of like, I mean, essentially the military does it without like trying to make a thing of it. But it's really just like hiking with heavy weight on. And so, but you're marching. And so when you march the military, they're trying to march at like four miles an hour. But... A lot of times they have they have the you know they have the rucksack on their back and the military like they've gone up to wearing like a hundred pounds which now they're starting to backtrack and say that's not really that good on the human body and so they're trying to get it down to like fifty pounds of what they carry but I started rucking lately it's it's fun they say it's easier on your knees than running so I don't know but. Uh, my friends and I have got getting into it. I've got a friend who's thinking about going into the military, and uh, yeah, so we've started rucking. It's uh, it's been an adventure. The first day kicked my butt. I wore a measly twenty five pounds and walked seven and a half miles and was ready to die. So we're like, in a couple weeks, let's do a fourteen miler in the dark. <laughs> so we're building up to that. But uh, so that's kind of what I w- was feeling. Like you were working up to something, Derek, and that uh, eventually you were going to be able to slam dunk it. I feel that. But, uh, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a, an overarching kind of theme. That uh, you know, just kind of going from spiritual weight training to get the vertical up. Right. Right. Through the seasons, it's just accumulating a 
Sure. Got to, yeah, got to build up to that. So, but yeah. You're making me feel better now. <laughs> All right. Okay. I had no idea you were just showing up at random places. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of a movie I saw. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really just, I feel like that there's a, uh, you know, we're just throwing the blades of grass up in the air right now and feeling the direction that, that uh, the Lord is moving. I saw a movie several years back that really like, you know when you see like a movie and it's it's kind of like a secular movie, but the Lord's able to speak to you through it? Does any, I hope somebody else there is out there like that. <laughs> but in the movie, and I'm not going to tell you what it, what it was because I know how Christians get. <laughs> he said, Poop! How dare you say that from the pulpit? How dare you advertise that movie? <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, in the movie, basically this guy, he's, yeah, he goes, he's, uh, he's on the path of life. It's, and everything is so symbolic, even in the movie. It's a really weird movie. But he goes through this town, and in the town... It, it it like he works really hard to like go through these woods at night and there's these spiders and just just crazy stuff. I mean the movie's kind of silly, but he gets to this town and the town is perfect and just everything is immaculate. The grass is like always at the perfect level and everybody is like so nice and everybody has everything that they want in this town. And when you get to the town, they're like throw your shoes up on the line because it means that you're not leaving. And so he gets there and he's like looking around and he's like, everybody's just like kind of just sitting around, just like sipping tea and smiling at each other. He's like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And he gets this feeling like I can't, I've got, I've got things that I have to do. I have people that I have to touch you know, I, you know, I've got, I've got, I want to help people. I want to do things with my life. I can't just sit here in this rocking chair, sipping tea, smiling at people. And so he's in the midst of this party and everybody's like smiling and dancing and having a great time. And he's like, I'm leaving. I got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, but your shoes are on the line. You're barefoot. And he's like, it's going to hurt. I know, but I'm leaving. And that stuck with me, and I didn't really get it for the longest time. Like, why, why does that mean so much to me? And then I, I read this book several years later about this guy who has a dream. And in the dream, he goes to this perfect town that's like, it's, uh, everybody's a Christian. And all the, all the buildings are immaculate, and all the... Oh, there's, they have the prayer meeting, and then they have the missions group, and then they have this, and they have this, and everybody likes each other, and everything is wonderful. And then 
the Holy Spirit calls him out into the wilderness and he wants to obey the call, but everybody's begging him to stay in this place. And I feel like we can get to that place in our life where we just want this comfortable little place in our Christianity, but the Holy Spirit is calling us out into the wilderness. But why? But why? We have a Christian Writers Club here. Um, you know, we have dream interpretation. We have prophecy. Prophecy. We have, we have everything you could ever want. Why would you ever want to leave this place? And it's just like, because the Holy Spirit has a mission he has an assignment for each one of us and sometimes these places are really good training grounds and uh maybe you need to get drunk on the spirit for a night so that you can like not have an ulcer because life is hard or something like that it's kind of what paul told timothy right they drink a little wine it's good for your stomach (laughs) because timothy was in the midst of leading revival i imagine that wasn't stressful But the word is encounter, and this is pr- prophetic night, and I've prophesied over you guys, and so I think maybe we can prophesy over each other, and I won't be so loose-ended about, like, just prophesy anything, but obviously prophesy whatever the Lord is speaking through you. But I feel like the Lord wants to speak encounter through us to each other. And so, if the Lord gives you extra, please go for it. But let's just begin to prophesy encounter over over each other and just see what the Lord would say. Maybe you're not good at it. Maybe you not feel like you're good at prophecy. And so, maybe it'll just look like this. Lord, I thank you for Mary here. Lord, I just speak encounter over Mary. And then just begin to listen. What would that... What does it look like, Lord, for Mary to encounter you? What are you saying with that? What do you want what do you want to see that look like? And if something comes, just say it. Awesome. If not, just continue to just continue to bless them. Continue to bless their encounters. Speak encounter over them. I don't feel like we have to ask God for an encounter, honestly. I think he's already ready to say yes. It's like, can Lord, will you encounter me? No. Like, <laughs> no, I will not. That's not what I do. I only did that for Elijah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Derek Kistner, <laughs> who will be dunking a basketball soon, and you will not. <laughs> so, Lydia. so we got, uh, we got a, well, if I go out there, we'll have an even number. So let's let's do that. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org slash teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today. <laughs>